Margaret McConnell Holt sketched her father's dental office partly from her imagination and from stories that she remembered. Titled The Beginning of Gaston County's Library, her painting in pastels and ink shows the interior of Dr. D.E. McConnell's waiting room, where two women dressed in early 20th century bell-shaped skirts and wearing wide-brimmed hats read from the library's bookshelf, while just inside the doorway behind them, Dr. McConnell wearing a white coat performs a dental exam on a patient. The origin of what would become today's Gaston County Library is believed to have started in this small office of dentistry located on the first floor of the YMCA building at the corner of Main Avenue and South Street. In early 1900, a traveling salesman with the H. Parmley Library Company of Chicago visited Gastonia to sell subscriptions in a circulating library. Dr. McConnell was made librarian of the library station located at his office. In a cooperative arrangement, Gastonia would exchange books with surrounding towns every three months, allowing Gastonia members access to a new library on a rotating basis. The collection consisted of 50 books, and most of the selection was general literature, such as the popular new book To Have and to Hold by Mary Johnston. An earlier attempt was made at establishing a library when editor J.E. Page of the Gastonia Gazette advertised a circulating library in December of 1885. However, each of these libraries were only temporary. The people of Gastonia were determined to create a library more permanent than what a traveling salesman or newspaper editor could offer the city. Local ministers held a conference in March 1904 and recommended a new library in connection with the reorganization of the Young Men's Christian Association. On April 7th, a group of 25 to 30 people met in the parlor of the Falls House Hotel and heard the Reverend W. H. Reddish preach a sermon about the need for a library. The Gastonia Library Association was then created with charter members formed from those present. At the next meeting on April 15th, Dr. McConnell presented an offer by the YMCA to the Gastonia Library Association. The offer included the use of the YMCA hallway above McConnell's office for the new library and a steady appropriation of $30 per month budgeted for library maintenance from the income of room rentals in the YMCA building. With the offer accepted, regulations were then adopted that governed the use of the library. The Gastonia Library Association membership was based on the non-returnable entrance fee of $1 down payment for the year, with an additional $0.10 cents per month. Membership provided access to the subscription-based library. At the third meeting on April 22nd, the first nine board of directors were elected. In October, the Library Book Selection Committee made the first list of about 600 books for the library at an estimated cost of $500 while the Board of Directors planned the furnishing of the library and the securing of book donations. Funds came from Library Association member dues, local clubs, and citizen contributions. The subscription-based Gastonia Library officially opened with 47 members on Monday, January 2, 1905, in the downtown YMCA Hall. This library was established through the combined efforts of Dr. D.E. McConnell, the Gastonia Library Association, the YMCA, and many others. The first library book checked out was John Fox's A Little Shepherd of Kingdom Come. The book was checked out by Mrs. D.R. Lafar. Charlotte Lottie Blake, hired during the summer of 1904, was the first librarian. Although the Gastonia Library was the first permanent library in Gaston County, it was not the first free library. Giles M. McAdam provided funding in his will for the construction of a free library and recreational hall for McAdamville citizens in October 1905. The gift was to be called the R.Y. McAdam Memorial Hall in honor of his father, the founder of the town and mills. McAdam Mills donated the land for the library and hall. The hall, with the library located on the first floor, was dedicated on January 11, 1908. In early 1910, the Gastonia Library struggled with its operating costs. The income from YMCA room rentals was not enough for the Gastonia Library Association to add to the book collection. As a result, they asked the YMCA to assume control of the library with the hope the library would be converted into a free institution. However, by January 1911, the Library Board of Directors closed the library due to a lack of operating funds. 
YMCA funding, subscription fees, and public contributions were not enough to initially keep the library open until the YMCA agreed to take over the library and citizens solicited additional funds amounting to $400 to resume operations several months later. Lyceum course of musical events and lectures instituted by librarian Charlotte Lottie Blake, as well as local talent shows, plays, and the Gastonia Women's Betterment Association all helped raise money to keep the library open. The Gastonia Library became a free public library on March 15, 1917. The people of Gastonia, guided by the efforts of local attorney Stephen B. Dolly and the Women's Betterment Association, successfully petitioned the city for increased funding. The Gastonia City Council voted to increase annual appropriations, resulting in the library no longer requiring an individual subscription fee from Gastonia residents. The YMCA Board of Trustees decided in 1930 to fund a new library building which had a total cost of $25,000. During the Great Depression, work on the new library was suspended by the closing of the First National Bank of Gastonia, which held the financing for the library building construction. Despite financial setbacks, the new Gastonia Public Library building opened on March 27, 1931 in the West 2nd Avenue facility designed by architect Hugh E. White. The names of 10 writers were inscribed above the windows on the architecture of the library building. On the left side of the building were the three English writers Tennyson, Stevenson, and Browning. The four southern writers, O. Henry, Poe, Lanier, and Harris, were inscribed on the front of the building. The three northern writers on the right side were Lowell, Longfellow, and Emerson. In August of 1931, the Gaston County Commissioners budgeted $75 per month, $900 per year, for Gastonia Public Library services. Gaston County citizens no longer had to pay a user fee for access to the library. Throughout the 1930s, libraries were open in Dallas, Cherryville, Mount Holly, Lowell, and Belmont. The first library for African Americans was organized at Highland High School in December 1936, with Nettie Jones as librarian. In 1937, Gaston County increased its yearly funding of the library and agreed with Gastonia to accept the Library Committee's proposal for a city-county library. The Gastonia Public Library name was then changed to Gaston County Public Library after Gastonia became the headquarters. Barbara Eaker Hefner was employed as Gaston County Public Librarian when the Bookmobile Service was established in August of 1937. She worked in conjunction with Charlotte Lottie Blake, the Gastonia Librarian. When Lottie Blake retired in 1946, her former duties were absorbed into the Gaston County Librarian position. Barbara Hefner then became Library Director over all services. The Friends of the Library was organized under the sponsorship of the Gastonia Altrusa Club on January 19, 1956. With the Friends backing, voters passed a tax for better and expanded library facilities in 1957. As a result, seven branch libraries were built and the main library on West 2nd Avenue was enlarged and remodeled. One of the many supporters of the library tax was Gaston County Library Board Chairman J.W. Atkins, then publisher of the Gastonia Gazette newspaper. New North Carolina legislation allowed the joining of Gaston County with Lincoln County to become the Gaston-Lincoln Regional Library System, with headquarters in Gastonia. The combining of both county systems in the 1963-1964 fiscal year granted the region an additional state aid block grant for shared administrative and technical operations. This arrangement ended in 2012 with the revision of the North Carolina Administrative Code. Both counties now operate as two separate library systems. In 1973, a new main library building in Gastonia was approved by the Gaston County Commissioners with an allocation of $1 million of revenue sharing. Gaston County voters approved an additional tax to provide matching funds. On November 13, 1978, the new Gastonia Main Library building on 1555 East Garrison Boulevard opened for service to the public. Architect James C. Stewart of the firm of Stewart & Cooper Architects designed the new library building. The new 60,000-square-foot facility had initial shelving that would hold 250,000 volumes. Formal dedication and open house of the new $2.2 million library building was on February 25, 1979. 
The history of the Gaston County Public Library may have started in the small office of a dentist over 100 years ago, but it includes many people whose contributions have been and will continue to be the reason for the library's existence. Seventeen years after Dr. McConnell's death in 1950, the Gastonia Gazette described him as an enigma, with his retiring manner often disguised behind jaunty and brightly colored bow ties, who worked for the founding of the library while shunning other civic activities. In honor of her father's dedication to the library, Margaret McConnell Holt donated a collection of selected works of art to the Gaston County Library. The art collection is named the Dr. D.E. McConnell Art Collection, in memory of her father, who helped the library develop into today's Gaston County Public Library system, with 10 branches serving a county population of over 230,000. This has been your Gaston County History Minute.